How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 37 Chapter 2 This is Season 37 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 2. In this episode, we will be revisiting familial cannibalization as a path towards integration in light of Season 36 Episode 1. To start out, familial cannibalization was the term used to describe the manner by which families, as the closed social system of a person, a non-consensual space, appropriate impulses according to a social hierarchy created by preferential expectation matching between matriarchs or patriarchs and the corresponding members. In Season 36 Episode 1, we talked about how in order for this to work effectively, the individual members of the social system must have a common genetic heritage of some form. The idea was that once an impulse is appropriated by another family member, The self generates affirmatory impulses corresponding to that quality or behavior in the other, instead of for the self. The machinery of that affirmation is the same as for the underlying impulse, which means that a common genetic foundation is necessary for appropriation to be effective. To rephrase it, first of all, you must imagine a person's mind, their genetic information, as a kind of real estate. In the appropriation of an impulse, The impulse is appropriated by the transposition of its affirmatory nature to the other. In other words, your mind will no longer generate an affirmatory impulse in relation to yourself, with regards to that particular trait, but rather will generate an affirmatory narrative for the other, enhancing their expression of the corresponding impulse. Part and parcel of this is the recognition that to be effective, Appropriation must involve individuals who possess the genotype corresponding to the underlying behavior, but not necessarily its phenotype. In the act of appropriation, the epigenetics of the original generator will effectuate the behavior, reinforce the behavior in the other. The question becomes, how does this work in practice? First of all, the appropriation must be complete created by preferential expectation matching relative to the matriarch or patriarch who is dominant. This manifests as bonding of the dominant to the individual who is appropriating the impulse, which results in the dominant rationalizing the tonic, appropriator, according to the behavior. Which is to say, that the appropriator receives the reinforcement corresponding to the behavior from the dominant. It is accurate to say that it is the reinforcement that is appropriated as part of familial cannibalization. But more to the point, in the appropriation of the impulse, the original possessor of the impulse then also generates reactive emotionality which confirms the reinforcement. Which is to say, the originator forms a dominant bond as well relative to the appropriator. Now, to understand the familial cannibalization process, You must imagine this happening for every impulse which is not consistent with the expectations reserved through the conjoined consensuality for that originator. Every impulse is passed off, and the reinforcement is repackaged for another family member, for whom the expectation and reinforcement is provided. Thus, familial units are the most effective manner by which individuals can be reoriented to a conjoined self because they possess a common genetic heritage which acts as a foundation for the corresponding affirmatory narratives pursuant to gene expression. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.